Our next guest uh, brought uh, just a great amount of energy live to the stage at Northeastern University, where she gets to do a lot of things. I mean, she came in hot. You're going to hear that. Uh, she's a professor, assistant dean for interprofessional education, practicing clinician. She's going towards her EDD, which we'll hear about what she was doing. I think she was submitting something like the night before the uh, the live show. So, like, she does all the things, as the kids would say. She's doing all the things. We'll figure out how all the things come together, though, right? For her, but not only just for her, could it also be for you and how you can bring those things from different parts of your life together? We got into work-life balance, burnout, and what her uh, what her project in her EDD was about and how it directly, directly relates to her job and her job is in physical therapy and why that's super, super interesting to you. Couldn't do these episodes live at PT programs across the country without organizations like ATI. They're over here busy raising the bar, leading in the physical therapy profession, advancing it with high quality and innovative work. They're dedicated to supporting you with what you need to deliver the profession's greatest service and patient outcomes. And that's what you want to do, right? A ton of opportunities too. All, well, just different. I saw a lot of variety. It was at their website, atipt.com, and saw a bunch of different opportunities for you to apply what you're good at in a bunch of different ways to ultimately help people. That's why we got into this thing, right? To, to help people. It's not cookie cutter and it's not the same way. So find out what opportunities are available for you across the country with ATI at atipt.com. Let's talk with Heidi Cheerman live from Northeastern University on PT Pinecast. We'll play. All right, want to say thanks to ATI. Let's put our hands together. Uh, last year, we're, we're a month before CSM. I'll put the serious music on. A month before CSM this year. Last year was CSM in San Diego. Uh, it was beautiful San Diego, about 32 degrees and snowy in San Diego, if any of you were out there. It was fantastic. Uh, we threw a party called Party with a Purpose. And the idea there was I had been to eight or nine CSMs, and the irony that I found was that it's called CSM Combined Sections Meeting. It's a bunch of the sections combined. Makes sense. Except then they split up. So you got a bunch of people come together and they go and split up to their silos. And I thought, well, at night, did it really matter? So we decided to throw uh, an event that actually left something behind. That was the other thing that I saw. We left hotel bills, we left bar tabs, restaurant tabs. We spent a lot of money in the cities that we were in, but did we actually transform society? That's part of the APTA's tenants. And that's why we decided to throw a party, right? So get together, there's still drinks and food and fun. But when we were done, the fun part was our three title sponsors, and one of them was ATI, we got a chance to, with that with the funds that we raised, we got to write a check for an organization. And one of those that benefited was the ATI Foundation, which lets physical therapists provide physical therapy to people who need it but might not be able to access it because of money. So we had fun. It was fun. And then we got to make sure that there was a purpose with that party. So I wanted to thank ATI. And we're going to probably have a drink as Gabrielle and I have to talk about. You look, There's a lot. Your eyes didn't close there. when I And you look like you're decompressing a little bit, Gabrielle. This is good. Uh, so I want to say uh, thank you for everybody who helped support uh, Party With A Purpose last year. And if I'll share it later, but if you go online and look at the logo for Party With A Purpose, my mom actually was instrumental in me doing something. Remember, she made sure I stopped doing the morning announcements in sixth grade. But actually last year, uh, she passed away. But before she did, I'm not going to bring the room down. Before she did, I said, I'm going to do something that changes the world in your name. 
And I don't even know if the people from ATI know this. I'll show you the logo. Because if you look at the logo, I had the logo designer take the word party, right? And her name was Pat. And the three lo- three letters that were capitalized. So we hid her name in plain sight. So the cool part was it was personal. But the, the best part was it was good for everybody in attendance. So we had party with purpose. So thank you so much for ATI for doing that. And we're going to have a couple drinks after the show. But not after we meet our next guest. This is the PT Pinecast. All right, so you were so busy <laughs> defending something mm-hmm. that you didn't get a chance to give me your info before. So I we're just we just spent a few minutes ago. So I want yes. you to introduce yourself, and then I want to talk about what were you defending because it sounds serious, but you're also right. you're lighter now because that thing's over, right? Right. Much like the students, the yeah. shock is wearing off from the thing. Mm-hmm. So introduce yourself, Heidi. Who who are you, and what do you get to do here at Northeast? All right. So I am Heidi Chairman. I am an assistant clinical professor. Um, I really liked what I wrote in there. Actually, it was kind of funny. All right. How are you um, But um, yeah. So I am an assistant um, dean for interprofessional education here oh. at Northeastern University um, in Bove College, which is really exciting. And um, I hold several hats. So I am an educator. I am a clinician. I am a researcher. I am an administrator. And I am a mom. Which yeah. Is my favorite role. Yeah. That I play. That's a lot of hats. Yeah. I feel like it might have been a shorter list to say just the things you don't do because there are so many things that you do, in <laughs> fact, do. Now, what were you defending uh, today or last night, or you were? Doing yes. something. Yes. So um, I am get, um, in the Doctor of Education, um, oh. the EDD program here at Northeastern University. So um, my big encouragement for everyone is to never stop learning um, and to continue to grow. So um, I started in the EDD program in September of 2020. So it's been a bit of a long road. Yeah. So I am in my fourth year um, and I'm really excited. I just finished my coursework um, in December. There you go good and um, so you need so, a drink is what we're saying so I, yeah i need or a few two. yeah maybe yeah. more than maybe more than two. two okay keep going um, and um so i am now an edd candidate so i'm in my dissertation phase wow. um, so i was defending my action step proposal okay uh, which was really exciting so i do um action research so the edd program here at northeastern university is um it's um founded under social justice and it is um uh, the foundation of it is action research so it's qualitative research but we also use mixed methods so we do uh, qualitative research and some quantitative research Um, and so the wonderful thing that I love about this program and one of the reasons why I chose um, to get my ADD here is because with action research you actually do something yeah so you don't just talk about um, it you don't just talk about it you don't just study other people um but you actually um, help identify some type of problem in practice. Um, you look at all the research, figure out what's going on. Is this really a problem or is it just your problem? Because sure. I have a lot of problems, <laughs> but I know we're not really here to talk about my problems. Um, and then you actually collect some data, which we call cycle one. So I collected data from students here at Northeastern, um, faculty and alumni. And I also um, did a survey um, with some other faculty. And then after you collect your data and do your data analysis, the real cool and fun part is you get to do something about it. Okay. So that's what I'm doing now is trying to, um, yeah, to create change, be a change agent. Well, and, like, and this yeah. is going to sound like we're getting personal, but what, uh, what, what's your problem? I mean, personal problem no. or my research What's the research problem? <laughs> what's what's the problem? Some people here might be able to tell, <laughs> talk about my problems. But um, so my, my research is all about... Um, 
into professional education, but specifically um, it's grounded um, under um, health health inequities and really thinking about um, how do we best prepare health um, professional students to enact to their role in the reduction of health inequities um, as it relates to social justice through interprofessional education, IPE. And as everyone here probably knows, IPE is anytime two or more health profession um, students learn with and from each other in like a team, a team setting. So... Um, yeah, so it's really cool, something I'm passionate about. So now that we know the yeah. problem, what's, do you know your action yet, or is that in phase later? I mean, I basically presented my action step. Um, now I have to figure out how I'm actually going to do it, yeah. and that's where I'm going to tap into some people in here, um, in the audience at some point, and see if they'll maybe be a participant in my study. Yeah. No pressure. So w what's the time frame or something like this? Because this is... This has been going on for a while. Like you've been, this is a lot right. of work. It is a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, and my husband and children hope it ends very <laughs> soon. Um, so everything at this point, I'm, I'm really trying to put the pedal to the metal here. Um, so I'm hoping to complete uh, my action step by May or June. Okay. Um, collect some more data, do some write-up, and then I'm hoping to do my final defense um, in December of 2024. Um, and then I will you know, be done and then actually graduate in yeah. May of 2025. I, you can so. take some notes or suggestions yeah. from me or not, but uh -huh. I learned from, I throw in some self-deprecating humor. <laughs> it goes over well, right? I mean, you can't mess with that. Give that a shot. Yeah. Why should students be excited about participating in research or reading research even after yeah. they've graduated? Why is, why is that something they should pay attention to? I think it's really cool to be part of research um, or to read it because um, to contribute and be part of change, like to be change agents. Um, you know, like you can be part of the solution. And I think that's what's so cool about research. It's exciting to be able to be part of finding a solution and making change happen. And especially within our own field, like this is our future, our future, our future, like all of our future. And that's what I think is so cool about research is everyone listening to this podcast in here, like yeah. any kind of research we do or read, it's really going to impact like us and our profession and all our people. I wish you were a little more excited about it. I'd yeah. be honest with you. you know, yeah. you I know I tell. have a lot of energy. Sorry. <laughs> but that's sort of what we need, right? Mm -hmm. So here's the question, though. Mm -hmm. Do we need more research? The answer can be yes to both. Mm -hmm. Do we need more research to be produced? Or do we need more knowledge translation of the research that is currently being produced? Or you could be both. You could do the D. I think we need more knowledge translation. That's my um, answer. Yeah. I mean, because that's what it's all about. Like, what, how are we going to apply it? So what? You know what I mean? Like, if we read the literature, like, that's great. But if we're not actually going to do something with it, then what's the point? Right. This is a perfect way to segment, uh, a segue into my talk at CSM, which is yes. in the section on research. Right. I have no business being in the section on research, except I've teamed up with a researcher to show researchers what to do after they have published. My opinion is sometimes researchers think that publishing, and I will go to the sports analogy, is the end zone. I've yeah. published. I, am, mm -hmm. I have succeeded. And I actually think that that's the beginning of this game. So I think we have to move the goalposts a little bit. And right. if the goal is people uh, understanding and doing something with it, uh, where's the movie trailer? Where's the hip-hop right. music video? Where's the right. Instagram carousel? Where are we making this digestible and accessible? Um, nope. Because if I can't read it because of a paywall... Or if it's so dense, I don't understand the application. Or what I call it, what's called the signal versus noise ratio. So the world is busy and getting busier. Right. And if your research comes out and it's great, but I can't find it through all the noise, 
then all that work you did in five years, what, what's going to happen to it? So I like the fact that you took my question and yeah. answered it we how I would We talked before this, even we though we before. said we didn't. We did <laughs> talk. Um, what excites you still about education? I mean, you can tell you're excited, but what, do, what still excites you about students? And especially, I mean, and specifically ask, but here at Northeastern, since that's where you are. Yeah. I mean, I think what I really love about education is really bringing um, your lived experiences, like real-life experiences, into the classroom. So that's something that I think is real it's more tangible, right? So if you can bring your lived experiences and my lived experiences, not just about the educator's lived experiences, but each one of yours into the classroom, then it makes it more meaningful and tangible, and then you feel connected with it. And that's what I think is most important and really exciting to be in the classroom is when you're in class and you're exhausted and you really don't want to listen to me, standing in front of the classroom, you know, like if you can connect with your students in some way and they feel connected to, to whatever you're talking about, then it, it excites you and you want to learn more about it. So, yeah. And I feel like I learn from my students. Like I'm always, I'm always learning, you know, and I'm not always right. And I make mistakes, right? So I think that's something to think but about. But that's where we learn. Don't tell my husband that I make mistakes. No, of course not. He won't right. listen to this anyway. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, it's just my mom. But but yeah. but our brains are wired for conversation. Mm -hmm. And our brains really aren't wired. We're, we're almost wired to ignore presentation because we're around so much of it. So yeah. that's sort of like one of the tenets of the podcast is I wanted mm -hmm. it to feel like a conversation over a beer, right? Because we, we tune into those. How do you bring that sort of approach in, into it? Do you, do you use real life experiences when you, when you, you know, teach and instruct? It's interesting that you say that because I, I try the best I can to attempt um, as an educator to make it more of a discussion so my students know. <laughs> I'm And I move a lot, as you can see. Like, I, I can't stand still. So I move a lot around the classroom, and I try to make it more of a discussion with them. Like, what do you think? What do you think? Let's talk about this. So I try to make it, and I'll present some information, but I try to change it up a little bit so that it doesn't become boring passive versus but active. It, it gets boring sometimes and that's okay and they've told me that in class like someone sitting here one day was like you know not really listening to you right now <laughs> i mean honesty is good <laughs> but no but no honesty is good honesty but, is but good. passive yeah. versus active right yes. and we mm -hmm. say that in, in pt which is the best treatment is a passive versus active right, right. when the person is engaged but it can be hard to educate i mean what are your what are your class sizes like what are you're lecturing to how many people at once yeah well um Typically, we lecture to probably about 80 students. Our cohorts were like a little bit smaller before, but yeah, this is about 80 students. It, it can be challenging, but mm -hmm. like stand-up comedy, it's, it's a skill, and you can right. learn how to do it, and if right. you're comfortable, you get comfortable with the material, you can learn different ways. That's why educators get EDDs, right? It's a, mm -hmm. a degree in learning how to educate better, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a skill to it. It's true. Um, what excites you about the future of research? Um, let's see what excites me about the future research. Um, I think it's just really trying to figure out how we can be most efficient and effective at the same time. Like, you yeah. know what I'm trying to, you know, it's just trying to figure out, um, with the research, um, again, it's that translation. It's like bridging that gap between like research and real practice. And I'm just really hoping in the future that we can continue to make more of a connection so that what the what's happening in research is actually something um, that it manageable that we can actually do in the clinic. Right. And I, you know, so I feel like that's what excites me is hopefully being able to bridge that gap more. I'll see you um, Friday, uh, February 15th in my talk at CSM I where I will I'm try actually, to bridge I'll, the gap. Well, there we go. Yeah, that's what we're looking I'm to excited. do. Are you ready to play 60 second physical therapist? Sure. Fastest uh, 60 seconds in PT. Sure. Starts right now. 
describe physical therapy in just three words. Let's see. Healer, empowering, and painful. All right. What's the most challenging part of your job? Um, saying no sometimes. Ooh, interesting. What's the most rewarding part of your job? My student success. There it is. What's one myth about PT you often encounter? Um, that we every, every PT knows how to heal someone's back pain. Yeah. <laughs> What's a common mistake new physical therapists make? Um, I would say, um, I don't know, thinking they know everything. Yeah. <laughs> Are you telling me we don't know everything? Uh, what's one trend in PT that excites you the most? Robotics. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. What's a book every physical therapist should read? Uh, make Your Own Bed. It, um, it talks about little changes that you can make in your life that make a big difference. It was Admiral something something, yeah. General something mm-hmm. something, yeah. Uh, most underrated skill in physical therapy, and you can't say listening because it's been twice already. I would say people's uh, facial expressions. Okay. Like so re- being able to read yeah. facial expressions. Yeah, 70% of communication is nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of wild? Uh, uh, what's your number one tip for building patient trust? Um, stopping for a minute and looking into their eyes and just, you know, now that we can touch people again, if they don't feel it, like just kind of stopping and listening for a minute to them. said you can't use listening, yeah. but yeah. Oh, the f- sorry. The funny don't thing listen is, to them. the funny thing is we don't talk about themes with the guests, but when things yeah. emerge, it just sort of happens Which naturally. And that appears to be the theme of, of this sort of group of interviews. Uh, that's it. That's 60 second PT. Oh, Last thing we do on your show is the parting shot. This is the parting shot. All right. Your chance. Mic drop moment. Soapbox statement. Okay. We'll make a reel or a short or whatever the cool kids are doing these days. Right. What do you want to leave with the audience? I say be your own leader. So know when it's time for a change. Remember that your journey is your journey and everybody else's journey around you is not yours. So don't compare your journey to somebody else's. So, yeah, take a bull by its horn and be you. Good luck with uh, with the final part of your of your or your uh, your research and, and your action plan. I can't wait to, to see you put it in action. All right. What's here for Heidi? All right. Thanks. The PT Pinecast. Yes. Yes. Support the show by telling a friend or by leaving a review on iTunes or Google. All right, Play. that's the show. We're gonna meet you guys at Two Saints. Want to thank ATI for for coming out. They'll be available and asking uh, answering any questions you might have about what do you do after you. Um, Graduate from PT school. Is there stuff that you're supposed to do after that? Uh, and uh, encourage the uh, the guests to uh, to talk about any of the stuff that they uh, they got into. Thank you guys for being part of the show. I appreciate it.